Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to be here. Can you all believe it's November 1st? My goodness, I think it's some holiday in France, Toussaint Day or something like that. Happy to be here. We never thought we'd get through 2020, and now to me, 2021 is just racing through. We don't have that many days left. I'm Radio Red. Happy to be here with three people I'm calling Find the artful creative in you. That's the episode because they're all artful and they're all creative. And we're going to talk about creativity. But before we start, everybody say hello, Facebook. One, two, three. Hello, hello Facebook. Facebook. There you go. They, they like to be acknowledged. Yes. And now I want you all to join me. We have a special lady we're going to say hello to on the count of three. Hello, LLL. You ready, Nancy? One, two, three. Hello, LLL. L. L. That's lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. Lori knows she's been there. Lori, you've got an L in there, too. We're taking up a fake GoFundMe so we can get her to move to London because she lives in Whitestone, and that doesn't start with L. I offered her Larchmont in New York, but it's not a very sexy place to live. Sorry, Larchmont. So we're waiting to get her to London. Thank you all. It is November 1st, as I said, and it's a very special day because we're here live on the radio. I will tell you that it is the 305th day of the Gregorian calendar. I know we say hello to Greg, Gregory, Greggy, whatever his mother called him, we still use, and we like your calendar. There were 60 days left, six zero left, and it's the 43rd Monday of the year. I'm the only one who cares about what Monday, but the reason I tell you 60 days left is... My guests are Nancy, Laurie, and Dennis, not in that order. I know you're all going to want something special to drink because we have made it through another year. So if you're ordering anything online on an internet liquor store, if you're planning to make Kahlua in the sink in the garage, Dennis, if you've got a still out back in the backyard and you're planning on some home-brewed whiskey or hooch or whatever they call it, something, you know, used to be illegal, now is the time to start looking, buying, shopping, or decorating or designing or creating the recipe because 60 days is not a lot of time to let it really mull and taste really good. So there we go. Let's start off with our special guest today. I'll say your name. I'm going to read a little bit about you. Just wave hello. We have Dennis Glennon. He's the owner of Dennis Glennon Photography. He's going to show us some of his beautiful photography. We can already see it here on Facebook. He's an award-winning wildlife landscape and dog photographer. We're going to talk about how you got started. That's an interesting (laughs) niche or niche, as the French say. Dennis is the creator of a children's picture book, And I read it, 29 pages, absolutely beautiful, filled with his photography. And Dennis, my comments during the book were, oh, 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 ah, oh, oh. That's how I read your book. And it's that evocative of emotion. The book is called Buddy's Magic Window. So, Dennis, welcome. So happy to have you here. I met you on the Publicity Summit a few months ago. And you waited so patiently. So give me a second. Let me just introduce the other two, and then we'll come back to you. Lori Myron, man, but hello, Lori, wave hello. Everybody knows Lori. They they recognize her. She was on my show, what, almost a year ago, Lori, I think? And I actually painted a picture. I was a budding budding artist at the time, and I did a picture on Zoom for Lori, one of my uh, abstract 
freelance abstract, whatever you want to call it, geometric abstracts. Lori is a geriatric psychologist, and I'm sure there's a lot of creativity in that field, Lori. She's also a business owner, and she'll tell us what she does. And she's the host of the podcast, Inclusiva Talks sustainability. And she has a book and I read her book, You Can Save the World and it's tips for living a more sustainable life. Some interesting stuff in that book, Lori, things I didn't know. Basics as to how you wash your synthetic clothes and how to conserve everything. So we're going to talk about your book. And my third guest today is Nancy Allen. Nancy, wave hello. Look at you. She's Hello, Nancy has the beautiful cover of her book here. You can all see it if you're on Facebook. Nancy is the founder of Impact all capital letters, that means it's important. IMPACT Training and Development Inc. She offers coaching to people who are exploring their sexuality and their choices. And that is probably a very popular coaching field today, I'm imagining. Nancy is the coordinator of the book, and you can see the cover. It's beautiful. From Bud to Blossom, Our Lesbian Journeys, featuring the stories of 10 previously heterosexual or bi- and or I should say bisexual women and Nancy's own story is in there and Nancy I read most of your story about oh there was that straight and narrow path you're going to be a mommy you're going to be a wife you're going to have dinner on the table every day at five and you're going to behave yourself not exactly the way it turned out so we'll talk about your creative approach to your life Nancy I'm so so happy and honored to have you here so let's go around the table Dennis Glennon I'm putting you on speaker view I've been talking long enough nobody wants to hear me anymore Dennis Talk to us. How did you get started in your type of photography? What what enticed you, lured you to it? And tell us a little bit about your book, Buddy's Magic Window. Dennis, welcome. Welcome, Todd. Thank, thanks for having me. Uh, this is uh, fantastic. Fantastic. It was great meeting you. And uh, we had the common thing of both having, uh, back in the day, I had uh, very long red hair. It was longer <laughs> and redder than yours right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, long time ago. So it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I fell into photography uh, by by accident, uh, or if you want to call it divine intervention, take your pick. But um, I was an economics major at Rutgers, and I was on my way to law school. And uh, I kind of felt like um, I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know. I don't know. And, and you know, like an intuition thing was coming in. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't handle stress so well, whatnot. And um, the girl I was uh, dating at the time. Um, She's like, Dan, man, you're, you're stressed. Like, you got to do something. So uh, she's like, uh, she got me a camera because I was always like, the only time I was happy, I was hiking and camping and uh, jumping off things and whatnot. So I started taking pictures and uh, bringing them back so I could show her actually what I was doing, you know. Uh, she goes, it sounds fascinating, but she wasn't like the outdoor active type, you know. So immediately uh, when I started showing people the pictures, they started buying them. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I can't. They're like, you're a pro. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know, you know. So, it, like, the light bulb went off. It went off. I'm like, oh my god! I could do this. Like, I got a way out of the, the corporate America and the whole thing. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. And I happened to be in a Barnes and Noble. Interestingly, right, looking back, and there were two local pros. Uh, I'm a Jersey guy, right? You could tell, right? So they, they're like, uh, they were standing behind me. They're like, like, who are you? I'm like, who am I? I'm like, who are you? You know. They're like, you're not a problem. I have, I have the first clue what I'm doing. They're like, oh, my God, you, you can be. I'm like, well, tell me how. And if from that moment on, I, I started pursuing the photography. I'm like, this is my ticket out. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen or how I was going to do it. But that was, the, that was the moment, like the light bulb. So you fast forward, I got into the photography, and I was doing strictly wildlife and nature. 
and along came my friend Tracy, and she says, "Dan, Dan, I, I need, I need uh, uh, photos of my puppies. Can you do it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever. Call me, call me." Because everybody asked me to do their dogs, nobody ever called. So I'm like, "Yeah, she won't call. She won't call." Well, she did. She called me, and she says, I, I, "They're going home in two weeks. We got to make this happen." I'm like, "Oh my god!" So, long story short, uh. I was driving. I don't want to embarrass myself taking bad photos. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta make this good, right? So I'm driving around the neighborhood trying to find uh, a good location. I found that that pup, that window from the road, and I said, I said, Trace, you know those people down the road with the barn on the end of the property? Blah, blah. She goes, Yeah, they're taking a puppy. I'm like, Done, done. Eight thirty Saturday morning, be there. So we had a whole crew down there. We had eleven puppies. We're playing around. Then I sort of, I drive by every day to see how the light hit the hit the. Uh, the structures on the property and uh, they were old family of veterinarians from generations. So uh, I had carts and rocks and this and that. So anyway, uh, we put the puppy in the window, 830, bang, bang, bang. The light hit it perfect. And that was it. That was my start to dog photography. And fast forward uh, years later, that we, we turned uh, the dog and the wildlife into the buddy's magic window. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Dennis, I could listen to you all day. I know I have other guests I want to talk to, Lori. Your voice, I couldn't peg it in New York. I'm a New Yorker, but I don't sound like you. New York, I was thinking of Godfathers. I was thinking of Goodfellas. I was thinking of, I don't remember from the summit, your voice. It's magnificent. Does anybody, do you get hired for voiceovers or voice acting? It would be, I, th- I always thought like uh, afterwards, I should have been uh, in Goodfellas. I should have had Ray, Ray Liotta's part, right? That, that would have been awesome, you know? I think we'll do something about that. Thank you very much. I'm intrigued. And I have to tell you a quick little story before I get Laurie. And Laurie, Laurie has some something about art as well. There was a gentleman named Bill Gottlieb who he's he's long gone. Um, I met him when I was a reporter, uh, assistant editor for the Great Neck Record on Long Island. I was a and I worked at the record and I was doing some stories. And um, Bill Gottlieb was an older gentleman and his wife was a librarian in Nassau County. Bill. <laughs> Bill worked for a paper, a newspaper, I think, in Washington, D.C., and they sent him on an assignment to photograph some jazz singer or a club somewhere, and they didn't have a photographer. So somehow, I'm getting this a little mixed up, either somebody handed him a black and white roll of film and of camera and said, go do your own. He became known as the jazz photographer. If you've ever seen in the Village Gate in New York City those life-size pictures of Billie Holiday and Charlie Parker, Bill Gottlieb became the preeminent jazz photographer in the country and in the world. He traveled the country with exhibitions, and I went to his home, met him and his wife. He also worked for Scholastic Books, and he gave me his calendars. People use his calendars. Judges would not schedule trials sometimes. It says, oh, wait a minute. What's, oh, it's Charlie Parker's birth. Oh, let's go. Oh, I love that. And they were using his calendar for ch- scheduling trials and hearings. Anyway, he was a friend of mine. But the same thing is a camera found its way into his hands, and he embraced it. So I applaud you, Dennis Glennon, for doing that. It sounds like you found a piece of yourself yeah. in it. And it sounds like when you went to the puppies, we'll show the pictures from the book. I know you have a copy. That's lovely. Thank you for sharing your story. Talk about creative, 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 creating your life. Okay. Lori, so happy to have you here. Inclu- Miss Inclusivity. And I'm putting the emphasis on the T because that wasn't in your new bio, Lori. I want you to tell everybody. So, Lori, talk to us. Welcome back. Please reintroduce yourself to my listeners. Go ahead. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me back, uh, Radio Red. So I, um, 
It's, I'm a geriatric psychologist, as you said, and a business owner. And uh, I think I've spent my whole life trying to, you know, working towards my own creative outlet. And one of the things I just want to mention from what Jen- Dennis said is that what I found, because on my podcast, Inclusive Talk Sustainability, we also talk to creatives and to people who are in the sustainability field. And what I found over and over again is that people are drawn to these things. Like it's a passion. It's just a, oh my gosh, this is it. Like there's that moment of recognition that this was the thing. And so for me, that's been actually three different steps in my life where that's happened related to sort of career path. Um, The first was when I decided to be a geriatric psychologist. So I had trained to be a psychologist, love that work. And um, when I first started doing geriatric work, um, it, it was like, this is it. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I was the kid in the neighborhood who always actually visited the 90-year-olds and had tea at their house. So it's a passion that I've always had, and it's a fantastic way. As you said, as a creative outlet, um, it really fulfills that because my job is to find creative ways to help somebody at the end of their lives remember how great they are. That's actually how I view my job is at the end of someone's life to remind them how amazing they are and how terrific they are at this moment when they feel like they're not as good as they used to be. And people get to a point where they feel like, but I can't bake Sunday dinner anymore. Therefore, I am not enough. And that is simply not true. And so I get the honor of doing that. And then the second time this creative piece kind of jumped in and made me do something was when I founded Inclusivity. And Inclusivity is um, a company and our passion and our devotion is creating a sustainable future for everyone. And sustainability encompasses um, economic and environmental and social justice. And so it's kind of this big thing, uh, creating a space for everybody and helping everyone uh, find their own creativity as well. So I work with artists all the time. We have t-shirts, as you said, we're also coming out with a new product. So there's that that was just, again, when I founded the company, it was an aha moment talking to my best friend whose name is Najibi. It was this aha moment of, okay, this is something that I need to do. I need to do this because I feel like the world is going in a direction I don't want. So I have to take this leap and do this. And then the final time it happened is the book. So you can save the world. In fact, you're the only one who can. Um, I've been brewing, sort of thinking about the book for a few years. And then when I had an intern who actually helped me write it, it was like, okay, this is the next step of me um, using this creative voice and, and making the world better through whatever means I can. Um, and I will say that, that I, I really appreciate Dennis's photography as well, because I, many of the photographs in the book that in my book are mine. And I am just, I love taking pictures. It's like such a, I love it when I take a picture and then it looks like good. <laughs> it looks like something you would want to see. It's so exciting and fun. So I feel like there's so many different ways to be creative and it's so fun to explore what that means. I do want to just throw in a little plug that behind me, all of that, those ceramics were done by my husband, who's a ceramic artist. And so I'm, I'm surrounded by this creativity in my work, but also in my home life. Can you pick up one of those and just tell us about it, Lori? I see some beautiful pieces. Um, Go ahead. Sure. I just am trying to decide which piece. Anything that's your favorite is fine. All right. So I'll show you this one. Um, so what I, the, the thing I want to say about my husband, his shop is on Etsy and it's called Clay Panther Ceramics. 
And what I love about his work is the structuralness. And just as a um, sort of, when I first realized how much I liked him was when the first time he had, well, really, and, and sort of kind of really fell for him, like that kind of, oh my gosh, sweep me off my feet, fall over kind of thing. I was at his house for dinner. It was the first time I'd been to his house for dinner. And I saw pieces like this all over his house. And to me, they're so tactile and oh, yeah. sort of primitive. And they're all, there's, he doesn't use a wheel. It's all hand building and they're really structural. And so I, I love them. And so I literally um, have joked that that is like, that is literally the moment that I fell in love with him. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is a man I want to spend time with and be with because anyone who can create this art is got this underlying passion. He's quiet and he's shy. And yet there's this primitive, expressive art that he creates. Almost so like I, a, a fire, Lori, right? A, a, crea- a creative like a fire. fire. You don't have to speak loudly. You don't have to yell. You don't have to glare or blare. But when there's that creative... I have never heard anybody put it quite that way, at least not on this show, Lori, where they said it was that, that creativity in someone, that artfulness. And that's why I'm calling us finally the artful yeah. creative in you. I just picked a title for the show that said, this is what drew me to somebody. This is what made me want to have that person in my life, wanted to learn more about them and grow with them. Thank you so much, Lori. So good to get reacquainted with you. I saw you at the summit and I said, am I going to invite her back? Of course I'm going to invite her back. Come on, we got history here. And thank you. And Nancy Allen, I'm going to ask you to unmute, click that little unmute button at the bottom there. I saw you. There we go. Nancy Allen, so happy to have you here. Your story is unique for my show. I don't think I've ever covered that. I, I'm allowed to say that. It's okay. And why don't you go ahead and talk about this beautiful cover behind you, about your book, and a little bit about your journey. I know that word's overused, but how you got from where you started, I mentioned, as a as a well-behaved wife who had the dinner on the table and earned a living and took care of the kids and did the laundry and all that, to where you are today. Nancy Allen, let's have the story. Welcome. And not only that, I started out my degree my undergraduate degree was in home economics. So I had primed my entire life to be the model wife, marrying the perfect man and having adorable children and cooking meals every night and having them all ready and just prided myself on that for 13 years until it got really boring. So (laughs) somehow doing a lot of personal growth, lots of therapy, we decided to divorce. So it was at that point that my boss, I had a female boss, who said, now that you're getting a divorce, why don't you consider being a, be, having a same-sex relationship? And I said, I don't think people just consider that. You know, I, like, <laughs> I never thought of that, although I had some lesbian friends. And then I began to consider it, and the boss began, this female boss who had a husband and a child became began coming on to me. So now I kind of know what sexual harassment, sexual pressure is in the workplace. But anyway, I came to the grips at that age that I could be bisexual, but I never did anything with it until much later in life. Speed through another another um, man, another marriage, and then I dropped out. And for 20 years, I dated men, and I started to date women because I thought, well, I should check it out, you know, now that I'm acknowledged that I'm bisexual. And 40 years ago, when I was doing, when I first got in touch with this, I was introduced to a woman named Kelly, 
and I liked her a whole lot, but she was the partner of a woman I worked with, so I didn't think anything of it, but I was really attracted to her. So now 40 years later, I um, ended up, she ended up, we're both in Atlanta, and I moved here, she moved here, and we started dating, we started what I call friending, which is going out without, without any thought of, of partnering or sexuality or kissing or any of that. We did that for about a year. And then I said to her, well, maybe we should consider more. So she was a little shocked because she thought I was strictly heterosexual at that point. <laughs> she had given up on me. So anyway, we um, got in a relationship 10 years ago. I was a mere 72. Now it's 10 years later. I'm 82. So we've been in this relationship for 10 years. And I began uh, interviewing other lesbians, and I found out there was others like me that didn't start their lives out as lesbians, but had marriage, children, and at some point along the way, not typically 72, but sometime along the way, 30, 40, 50, 60, they uh, ended up in a lesbian relationship. So I asked them each to write a chapter. It's a total of 10 chapters. I'm one of them. And... Um, they're all very different, very unique, and they all have that one thing in common. They didn't start out their lives as lesbians. Uh, my creativity is I'm an oil painter, and I painted the cover of my book, which is up on the wall. And if you look very deeply, it represents something more than a flower, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes, I saw that in the bio you sent me, yes. It's a it's a herb a she part. It's a it's a she part and it's it's beautiful. Nancy, when did you decide to when did you start oil painting? At what point I know that word journey. When did you become drawn to the artfulness of painting as well, well as what you're doing? I was you know, I coached people, I led I did training, I did workshops and and coaching people and some of them working towards retirement. I said you have to have something to retire into. And I didn't know what I was going to do, so I started taking watercolor uh, painting. And I was terrible, but I stuck with it for two years. I met friends at the classes and all that. And I finally, after I met Kelly, I said, I have watercolored my last painting. I am done. I'm not good. It's <laughs> I'm anguishing. This is not a free-spirited hobby that's making me feel stressful, stress-free and delighted. So she got me Bob Ross's album of many different, Bob Ross was the guy on PBS that painted, oil painted, taught people how to oil paint. Yep. And she gave me a whole album of his on, on CDs and I, DVDs, and I learned how to oil paint with Bob. So he's my hero. So now I oil paint and um, all is well. That's lovely. L Lori knows that I bought a painting kit one of those it looks like a uh, portfolio Dennis you probably know what I'm talking about Lori does too and you too Nancy I bought it at Michael's when I moved here to my new home in Durham North Carolina four years ago I stuck it in the closet for a year and I kept thinking why did I buy it It was on sale well what did I buy it for I don't know I didn't even look inside it was like 70 bucks I looked inside there's oh my goodness there were some oil paints and there were some chalks and there were watercolors and there were acrylics and there were brushes and there were little canvases and there was an instruction book and and I put it down in the kitchen, a big kitchen with a, a, round, uh, a round counter with bar stools around. And I just put it there, left it there for a couple of weeks. And I went back and I opened it up a couple weeks. And let me look at it later. I took out the book. I said, this is interesting. And I got and got some construction paper and started dabbling. I said, well, I'm not an artist, for goodness sake. What am I going to do with this? And a couple of months went by. And then one day I just started to paint. And I forgot to stop. Lori knows. Lori, I'm now up to 150 paintings. Woohoo! 
<laughs> and my garage is an art gallery, and my my bedroom is not that. I have different. It's very peaceful. Different anyway. It's a different mood. But my living room is a gallery. My music room, where my drum, a drummer now. My drums, drum room has has pictures. Uh, the hallway to to the garage. The kitchen has pictures. My office here has about twenty five pictures. And I've moved, Lori. I moved from geometric watercolors with uh, Nancy. I found little pieces of packaging inside things like chocolate chip cookies. They have a wonderful tinfoil lining that doesn't Mm. crinkle. It's smooth. Dennis, it's smooth and it stays shiny. So I was cutting it out in shapes and gluing that into my and onto my geometrics and making a little moons and little rooms and windows and stuff. Anyway, I went to acrylic paint pouring, Lori, Mm -hmm. and I follow an artist in in Australia or New Zealand named Jilly Cube, K-U-B-E, and she's got a bunch of videos on YouTube that are, and she never shows her face, Nancy, this woman does. You just see her from here down, and she's got this marvelous Australian accent from the Queensland, and she's showing you, and she does wonderful, beautiful stuff, and she inspired me, so I do paint pouring. And what's interesting to me, Dennis, you're going to love this, is Things appear in my paintings that I didn't put there. So I'll finish a paint pouring. I put the paints into uh, an egg carton, styrofoam egg carton. I'll pour them. And then I'll tilt the canvas a little bit. And then I'll take a balloon. I'll dip it in a couple colors, a little balloon filled with water. And I'll make some little flowers on it. And then I'll take a string and I'll make some lilies on it. And then I'll take a spatula and I'll scrape down to the original color. And all of a sudden, things started showing up. In one painting, three elephants showed up. In my painting, I swear, there were three elephants. They're just standing there looking at me. And then in another painting, there's people walking across a Broadway stage, and I call it Broadway Reopens. There's singers and dancers on a stage, and I see the audience. I didn't put them there. They just walked into my picture. So I'm finding that people, things are populating my pictures without my permission. And it's it's become very – I'll send you some, Lori, so you can take a look. It's become very interesting. Let's go to our creativity statements, all of you. You've all sent me, first of all, in my request, and thank you for doing this. You sent me a quote that will express your thoughts about creativity. So, Dennis, I'm going to read the quote in a little background and just take two minutes and tell us why you picked this quote. The quote he picked is from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1980. They call it a teen comedy film. I think it's an iconic classic film about get out of your own way once in a while and break that fourth wall, played by Matthew Broderick, of course. And it's a teen high school slacker who skips a day in Chicago, and he breaks the fourth wall. He explains his inner thoughts. Okay, here's the quote. We love this. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Dennis, talk to me. How'd you find this one for creativity? Go ahead. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite movies, right? It's a classic, uh, and that was my time. Right, I grew, I grew up in the eighties. Uh, fantastic, um, and and you realize, right, when you get a little bit older, a little bit, um, you realize you don't, you, you know, you start especially now, right? Now you realize with the COVID and everything, like you don't you don't know how much time you got, right? You don't. So the the, the artistic thing to to once you start on that endeavor. Right. It, it's like capture everything. I want to capture everything. I want to see everything. I want to experience everything. And, and not only do I want to do that, then I want to take it, create it and bring it to others and share it. Right. So it's it's amazing. So that way you can get other people involved in all your, all, all your creativity. And I want to kind of kind of backtrack like I didn't realize and I still don't really realize in a sense that I'm creative at all. Like, it, it it's a strange thing, right? Like, creative people for me were like my my buddies. Uh, I I picked up guitar at forty, just a little other 
throw, throw that in there. But my buddies, they're all in bands. They could paint. They could draw this and that. And that. So I always felt like I was born with this. I didn't appreciate it. It took me a long time to realize that I, I was a creative person. I just kind of like, this is how I am. So I'm right. It's what I do. It's kind of matter of fact. But then as, as people start telling you that and pointing out things and then the way I, like, I make up song lyrics, uh, sometimes on the fly and create things and this and that, then I started realizing it. So, yeah, like like once you realize it's kind of like a gift, then you take that whole gift, you absorb it, and then you learn everything, you and then, then you, you share it. You know, and that's what the beautiful thing about social media is now. We can put it out there. We engage. We get ideas. Oh, my God. You can inspire people. There's so much good that has come from that. But you got to realize it, kind of hop on it, accept it, and, and, and then give back. And that's, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. That was lovely, Dennis. That was lovely. We're all looking at you saying, wow, that was that was almost poetic. I don't even think you realize what you were saying. Thank you for saying that. I, I often ask my guests, do you wake up every day and say, yeah, I'm a creative. I got to do creative stuff. Oh. And most people say, no. But you know what? A lot of people say, oh, yes, I consider myself creative. But you just do, right? You just do. You are. You be. You be Dennis. Right, you do. Right. And that, that's fascinating to me and i never thought i could paint and here we are i never thought i could play the drums here we are laurie said to quote from matchbox 20 an american alternative rock group the song is from 2003 we're digging back in history a little bit the song is unwell this was weird laurie i looked up the lyrics but here's what she said but i'm not crazy i'm just a little unwell (laughs) i know right now you can't tell but stay a while and maybe then you'll see a different side of me. I hope I did that okay, Lori. I didn't attempt to sing it because I don't know the melody. Lori, how'd you pick this one about creativity? Go ahead. This is interesting. Um, well, it was an interesting process for me to find a quote because I think there are lots of wonderful quotes about creativity. And it happened that the day that you asked me about that, I was thinking about a client I used to have who um, has since has since died, but who um, had just pretty significant mental health. And that was a song that connected us. And she was an incredibly creative human. So when I think of being creative, I think of that, that link between creativity and um, often depression. There's often, yeah. There is often some mental health component that, that people who are very creative have. And I think it's partially because people who are creative are often very intensely feeling so, so there's a depth there that I think um, connects people to the world and can, so those can kind of go hand in hand. Um, and I think it's also for me that quote reminds us that we have to look deeper than skin deep. I also chose it because I am pretty weird. And so <laughs> I, I chose it literally because I, I think I'm, I do things like dance across the kitchen. I do things like, um, you know, my husband will look in the room and I'm just singing and dancing and whatever. So, so I also chose it because it feels very real to me. Um, yeah. That, that's a brave thing to say, but I, I'm agreeing. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to fit in with everybody else, yeah. Lori. Do you, Dennis? You don't want to fit oh, in. Never, never. Nancy, I'd, you don't want to fit in. I'd be terrified. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would we? So we got four. What are we? Four unwells or misfits or four yeah, crazies? Four unwells. Or, four unwell, unwells. But but we just have, a little we, unwell. 
But we I think yeah, that's only a little. It's <laughs> only a little unwell. And so we, I like we, that a lot. But Lori, we've redefined if we have four unwells, that makes us all well in our definition, and they're all unwell. <laughs> that's right. Think about that. I just shut them all. They're all, anybody wants to join us? You got to be well like we are. There you go. Yes, a little bit crazy. And by the way, Nancy, I will tell you, uh, somebody asked me when I started playing the drums and it was for a newsletter. Somebody hooked me up with somebody who's writing a newsletter for Costco customers. Fine. I used to be a customer and not one around here where I am now. And they wanted to know my age. And I said, no. I said, I have a reputation. I'm a business broadcaster and I am who I am. It's way it is. So I said, just tell them, <laughs> just tell them I didn't get the memo that you're supposed to quit at 65. <laughs> and then they said, well, that's not good enough. I said, well, tell them I didn't get the memo. But all I'll tell you is that I'm over the, a little over the age of the speed limit. And they said, in which state? And I said, well, we'll go with New York because I grew up near the Long Island Expressway and it's 55. So we'll just go with that. Anyway, I, I don't want to be well, Lori. I want to be I want to be me. I really do. Okay. So here we go. Nancy, it's your turn. Nancy has picked a quote that's exactly two words. It is iconic. <laughs> it is. I, I love the short I one. I can hardly wait to hear it because all this time I've been thinking, I have no idea what I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll give you a clue. It was the 1960 debut studio album by the blues and soul artist, Etta James. The original release oh, going left. back, that's it. <laughs> going back in time, it was a 12-inch LP, that's vinyl record, long play LP, with 10 tracks, five songs on each side. And the producers thought that Etta James' voice had crossover pop potential, so they backed her with an orchestra on many of the tracks. It was mm-hmm. ranked 119 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All time. How about that? Stevie Wonder has covered it. Beyonce, Leela James, Cindy Lauper, Randy Crawford, Celine Dion, Connie Wilson, and even Christina Aguilera. And the quote is, at last, I won't, I, I won't attempt to sing. I would ruin the show. Nancy, creativity. What does that last have to do with it? Come on, it's your turn. Tell us. Well, I think you can, at any age, uh, start to be more creative, to start thinking of yourself as creative because there's some energy that results in that. I'm all about energy. You know, it's like I'm an energy healer. I'm a Reiki master. I do EFT. And anyway, it creates energy. And at last was certainly the theme for my relationship with Kelly. Um, And oftentimes we'll say, and in the book, the very last thing in the book is we save the best until last. So I was with a woman last week. We have, we live in a community that is, um, it's not all seniors because it's not restricted, but uh, many people live here are seniors. So we were at a, uh, at a cookout last week and I sat next to this woman who said, oh, isn't this terrible? My life is so awful. And she wanted me to agree with her. And I said, I can't agree with you. I, this is the best that my life has ever been. Been. I have the money. I have the partner. I have the dog. I have. I'm. You know. I've just written a book. I'm going to write another children's book about a dog. And you know, it's like at last. You know, and and this didn't. This was not talking about mentally unhealthy. I was a business owner back in Cleveland, Ohio, way before it was popular for women to be business owners. And in a man's world, I worked in corporations doing uh, communication skills and leadership development skills. And it just wasn't a popular thing to do, and there weren't many people doing it. So at last, I, everything, everything turned out. Everything I put into my life eventually turned out. So at last. 
I'd like to last. break into song here, but I can't. <laughs> well, you you certainly could. I did it I could, so you could but rescue me. At but last. There you go. Da, it. da, 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 da. <laughs> it's a beautiful song, by the way. It really is. I just met a woman who's a keyboardist, and she plays the accordion here in my community, and I'm starting another band. I'm starting my third band here. We play in garages and driveways wow. and cul-de-sacs. And um, she said to me, I think of you as a broadcaster. I said, but I'm a drummer. She said, you're the first female drummer I've ever met. So I call myself a chick drummer. And I don't mind using the term chick. It's not derogatory to me if I say it about myself. So I wear my little red brocade, thick-heeled drummer boots when I go to the grocery store. I wear my flower. I go in the grocery store. I have a sparkly black mask. And people say, oh, look how cute you look. And I say, yeah, those are my drum, my chick drummer boots. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at her. Everybody else is in shorts and tennis shoes and, you know, and T-shirts. Laurie, we love our T-shirts, of course. But anyway, you know, oh, why are you all dressed up? Because I can. Right, Nancy? Because I can. Because right. this is who I want to be. I want to get dressed. I only leave the house once a week to go to the, the spa and then for grocery shopping. So why the hell wouldn't I dress up, right? There uh-huh. you go. Let's go to celebrity birthdays. I just want to squeeze a few of these in. Very interesting today. Does anybody watch? There's a new show that came on about a year ago called Bob Hart's Abishola. Anybody see that at all? It's on CBS. It's about a woman, a Nigerian woman who's a nurse in a hospital, and she takes care of a man who has a heart problem. And it turns out it's Billy Gardell from Mike and Molly, and he falls in love with her. And they have her relatives from Nigeria. And his mother is the one and only Christine Ebersole, who supposedly in the show has a stroke in his wheelchair. But she's a fabulous actress. Anyway, the, the his... Her, let me see, his brother is played by an actor named Matt Jones, who's very, very versatile. He was Badger on Breaking Bad. Everybody just say, happy no. birthday, Matt Jones. Happy birthday, Matt happy Jones. Happy birthday, Matt Jones. Jones. There you go. And there's a singer who I don't know what he did with his life, but named Bo Bice. I remember from American Idol. Yeah. He's 45. There you go. Tony Collette, a marvelous actress. Boy, does she have a career. She's only 48. Well, she's packing it in a lot of years. Jenny McCarthy, everybody knows New Year's Eve Times Square, the one who kisses Donnie Wahlberg because she's married to him. He's from Blue Bloods. Jenny McCarthy, that's she's 58 today. Oh, my goodness. What you going to do when she gets 60? Uh, let's see. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. He is 60 today. Happy birthday. Welcome to adulthood, Tim Cook. I'm allowed to say that. Lyle Lovett. Wasn't he married to some, um, wasn't he Julia Roberts' first yeah. husband? Okay, boy, I'm, I'm pulling the memory cells out. You've yeah. got to help me here. David Foster, an iconic music oh. producer. He is 71. Welcome mm-hmm. to real adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, country singer Bill Anderson and Gary Player, World Golf Hall of Famer, is 85 today. There you go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy now, birthday. I, I like to collect the names of people who are TikTok stars, YouTube stars. And sometimes they're rappers or Instagram stars. They have very unusual names, and they're very young, most of them. So I'm going to name a couple of them. I'm just going to throw these out, and I think you'll all enjoy the names. And we're going to say a respectful happy birthday to them. So there's somebody who's 24 today on YouTube, YouTube star named George Not Found. And that's one word, George with a capital G, <laughs> N with a N, N, and found. George Not Found. Happy birthday, George Not Found. And then we have somebody named Jiggy Turner, who's all of 15, a TikTok star. Then we have a YouTube star named Glam and Gore. Mm. It's a girl. She's 31. She knows better. Then we have a YouTube star named Tofu with two U's, T-O-F-U-U. Don't take that personally. Then we have a YouTube star named Sunset Safari. I don't dare ask. We have a YouTube star named J-O-O-G Squad. And then we have one called Drip Gloss. 
G-L-O-S-S-S. I know. I know, Lori, honestly. But the, the, it's on my celebrity birthday calendar, the one I use, and I can't help it. I just want to make sure they feel included in the birthday shout-outs. Everybody say, happy birthday, social media stars. Come on, one, two, three. Happy, happy bir- birthday, birthday, social, social media, media stars. stars. Thank you very much. So let's do a couple of crazy holidays before we wrap up. we got about 15 minutes left today. Monday, November 1st. I think it's Toussaint, All Saints Day in France. It's National Calzone Day. Raise your hand if you eat and love calzone. No? Okay. Ah, Dennis, we got one there. It's National Authors Day. That's for all of you. It's National Authors Day. I've been writing my I've been writing my book for six months. I haven't gotten past 27 pages. I'm up to about 9,000 words, but I will get there. Uh, it's National Cinnamon Day. Well, we're almost at Thanksgiving, so that's a good thing. It's Cook for Your Pets Day. Nancy, do you have a dog? Do I hear a, a woof woof in the background? Yes, there? a year and a half, Sherlock, based on the yes. life of Sherlock Holmes. Yes. And we're going to write a book. I'm going to write a children's book. I already have an outline, outline called Sherlock and the Gay Moms. I love it. And are you going to celebrate by cooking for Sherlock today? No. <laughs> We don't cook for ourselves. <laughs> well, I would cook for Sherlock if I were there. It's also Deep Fried Clams Day. You're from New Jersey, Dennis. Do you eat deep fried clams? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I remember I dated somebody in Long Beach, Long Island. And when you go across Long Beach, there's a place that serves deep fried clams. Vinny's off of the bridge. And I, I never, I, I don't do that accent very well. You're better. It's also Vinegar Day. And it's Color the World Orange Day. Is anybody into orange, Lori? Did you know that? Orange. I do too. Mm-hmm. So, I well, too. it's one of many. <laughs> it's it's one of many. If you knew what I paid for this, you wouldn't even want to know. November is the month. <laughs> November is National Roasting Day. It's National Pepper Day. Family Story. It's month. I'm sorry. National Roasting Month. National Pepper Month. Family Stories Month. Adopt a senior pet. Ooh, it's National (laughs) Entrepreneurship Month, Fun with Fondue, Novel Writing. Mine is a novel. It's a comedy novel. Peanut Butter Lovers Month. Yes, that's what I was doing at midnight when I was working. (laughs) Peanut Butter and Banana Pudding Lovers Month, just so you know. Tomorrow is Tuesday, the 2nd of November. It's, I hope this doesn't upset anybody. It's Plan Your Epitaph Day. Some people Mm. say you should do your, Dennis, there's some people I've had on, on my shows who talk about writing your life backwards is what would you want somebody to say about you at your funeral? You know, what would you want them to remember? And you work backwards. Who do you want to be? What do you want to say? Nancy, do you believe in that? Write your epitaph. Mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you, what's the first thing you would want people to say about you, Nancy Allen? Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That's it. Oh dear. She lived her life fully until the end. <laughs> How about if they just said, oh, dear, at last? Oh, dear, at last. <laughs> That's it. See how simple and there's less etching. She pulled the plug. <laughs> there you go. Dennis, what would you say? What would what would you want people to say about you? Uh, if I had my web, you'd be like, man, Lord, he was fun. <laughs> there you go. Lori, awesome. Lori, what would people say about you? You want them to um, say? I would like people to say I was genuinely kind. Oh, and, and there's a little story behind that. When I was a kid, um, I hated that. I felt like that's what people would say about me, that I was nice, that I was kind. Uh, and it uh, felt like I was nothing. Like I felt I really poor self-esteem as a kid. And it felt it felt like, oh, that's so- something you could say about anyone. And as an adult, I look at that and say, no, actually, if if. I, if people are going to describe me, I want them to say that. I want them to feel like I actually care and actually um, tried to do what I could to make the world better. 
That's very nice. I mm-hmm. like that. And somebody, I won't tell you where, but it's a vice president of part of a very large corporation where I used to work until recently, a business company, software company, recently said, uh, if you've been on one of my business shows, you know, I have 50, 52 business radio series. This is my fun show. He said, if you've been on her series, you know you're a thought leader. And I took that as a huge compliment. But somebody in the same breath on the same show said, she has enough personality for two internets. And that's how I want to be remembered. Energy and personality. I want to just jump through the screen. And I didn't, I was shy as a kid. Don't even ask. You don't want to know. Okay, tomorrow is also National Deviled Egg Day. When I get invited somewhere where I used to before COVID, I always brought deviled eggs. Dennis, do you eat deviled eggs? Do you make them? Love them. Love them. Yeah, love yeah, them. Yeah. Okay, you yep. can come to the party. Nancy, would you eat I deviled eggs? Yeah, I sure would. Okay, Laurie, what about you? I really hate them. <laughs> I could tell from the body language. Okay, Wednesday. Oh, this is going to kill I a couple you, of... I love you, but I hate double eggs. Oh, mine are special. This is... I won't make you eat uh, This is special. Wednesday is National Homemaker Day. Nancy, National oh, Homemaker yay. Day. There you go. Oh, a hark back. It's also... I don't know why, but it's also National Housewife Day. How could it be housewife and homemaker? Maybe it's the you same don't thing. Need to, I, oh, know, it, I know. I know. Oh, okay. It is. I, Similar. They, they, they set it up as different holidays. Maybe people pronounce it differently. I know it's Sandwich Day, and it's, oh, Lori, it's Stress Awareness Day on Wednesday. Are you going to go out and help people be aware of their stress or, or not be aware of their stress? I will be trying to help people cope with their stress. There you go. I like Label that. Label it and much. deal with it. There uh-huh. you go. Thursday, November 4th is Diwali. That's a religious holiday. It's also International Stout Day. Dennis, you're going to raise a glass of stout on Thursday? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dennis is very, very, uh, very amenable to all of these holidays. I wonder why. It's Candy Day. It's Chicken Lady Day, and I don't even know what that is. And Thursday, I have to tell you, we're all going to do this. It's Use Your Common Sense Day. Do you have any common sense left, Nancy Allen? I do. You do. Lori, yeah. what about you? <laughs> I, of course I do. A little bit, Dennis. You too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Common sense is good. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. I'll join. I'll join the three of you with that. Friday is National Sports Jersey Day, not New Jersey Day, Dennis. Sports Jersey Day, Dennis. How many sports jerseys do you own? Uh, quite a few. Uh, all New York. All New York. Uh, Giants and Yankees uh, and Devils. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How wow. did I know? Nancy, any jerseys in your closet? No, but are you all paying attention to the Atlantis might win the? The Atlanta might win the World Series, but I don't have any jerseys. I saw that. Lori, you've got T-shirts in your life. Lots and lots and lots of T-shirts. How's the T-shirt business? Um, I mean, it's it's fine. It's part of what we're doing. And we I do love the designs we have, all done by artists, all around themes of justice and kindness. So Inclusivity. Beautiful. I always love the way you named your company. Now, let's go to... Oh, Friday, this was a holiday that we had a couple months ago, but I called in. No, I didn't. And I said, you got to do it again. So it's National Redhead Day, and it's Love Love Your Red Hair Day. Yes, yes, yes. Would you believe when I was 18, I decided I wanted red hair? And it was, hair was long down my back. It was two packages of Clairol Nice and Easy to cover all the hair. I had beautiful brunette hair. I, I went to comedy school. I learned to do stand-up from Steve Rosenfeld's American Comedy Institute. And there, there was a girl in the class who part of the three-minute set she put together, she said, yeah, 
the boys always considered me the name of the hair color I used, nice and easy. That was so. <laughs> That wasn't cute. my joke. That was hers. And then that's somebody cute. else said she lived in Plainview. She said, "Well, that's where you put in your front window of your house everything you wanted people to see how how fancy or how wealthy you were." Plainview. We'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Plain Edge. Okay. Now let's go to. It's also Love Your Lawyer Day. Oh, we're not even going to talk about that one. It's Fountain Pen Day. Does anybody still have any fountain pens? No. I think my dad collected some antique. They were in a box somewhere long long ago. They were collectibles. It's Bonfire Night. And it's American Football Day. Anybody been to a bonfire in the past couple of years, Dennis? Beach oh, yeah. Bonfire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we love them. Love them. Where? A lot of music and bonfires. It uh, goes, goes well together, yeah. Up in, uh, I live in Jersey, uh, up in West Milford. Uh, big bonfires. A lot of fun. Very, very cool. Lori, any bonfires near you? On um, purpose? There, well, there are some coming up this year. So I, I haven't gone yet, but I'm thinking I will. Very interesting. Nancy, bonfire in your no celebratory bon- no plan? No bonfires. No, I used to be a camper, but not anymore. Yes, I was a Girl Scout. We all <laughs> love our s'mores, right? Saturday is National Bison Day, okay? I said Bo Bice's birthday is today, but not Bo Bison. It's Nachos Day on Saturday. Anybody want nachos? Good nachos? Yeah. Oh, we got a nachos fan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. It's also Saxophone Day, where well, you could get an air sax and play that. And it's Play Outside Day. Play. Remember when you used to just go out the front door and you'd play stickball or you'd play potsy and you'd, you'd draw things to jump in and out of the squares on the sidewalk when it was okay? Does anybody remember? Nancy, you remember that yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, hopscotch. Lori, too. Hopscotch. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Remember we used to play jacks? Yeah. The little, yes. Yeah, uh-huh, jacks uh-huh, with uh-huh, the little uh-huh. And we used to have those uh-huh. paddles with the string. You remember uh-huh, those, Dennis, uh-huh. the paddle oh, with yeah, the string? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Mar- used to marbles. Marbles, Marble, and used Marble, to play yeah. in the school in the school uh, yard. Used to play. Well, I was a badminton fan, but at rec, rec release time, not release time, recess at, at school, we used to play badminton. And uh, yes, I love those little things you used to throw across. I was pretty good at that too. And uh, let's go to what else? So that's it. Sunday, November seventh, zero tasking day. You're supposed to do nothing. It's also daylight savings day. Set those clocks. Oh, that's Fall right. back. We get an extra hour but it gets dark earlier it's wow. national bittersweet chocolate with almonds day does anybody buy the bittersweet chocolate with almonds i'm not a fan of almonds but give me bittersweet chocolate anytime mm-hmm. no no laurie bittersweet with yeah. almonds okay nancy what about you i we do uh dark chocolate with orange oh very very, very nice very very nice by the way you can now buy 72 percent dark chocolate chips and oh, i use really? them I freeze them and I use them for snacking instead of a candy bar because they have almost no sugar in them, but they're uh-huh. 72% dark cocoa and they're oh. really good. A little on the bitter side, but they're, they're yeah. pretty good. You get used to the taste. It's also <clears throat> National Animal Shelter Appreciation Week starting Sunday, which is important, and it's Drowsy Driving Prevention Week. Is anybody a fan of the show The Morning Show? On oh, Apple yes. TV. Yes, yes, yes. Did yes, you see, yes, no spoil, yes. the spoiler alert, we won't say, did you see what happened to uh, Mitch Kessler in the final 30 no. seconds? Oh, you got to watch last Friday's show. You oh, okay. No. Dennis, Dennis, are you a fan of the morning show? Uh, which one? It's a series. It's, 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 a, series. it's, a, it's a series. And by uh, the way, I'm there a, is, it's I on rarely, Apple TV. 
Yeah, I rarely really? watch TV. I rarely watch TV. I, I, I wow, don't, I consume yeah. it. I'm watching Leverage from 10 years ago. I love awesome. Leverage with Timothy Hutton. And I know, I know. And there's a redemption. He wasn't in that one. Uh, it was interesting, Nancy, to see Juliana Margulies' character, Laura Peterson, the reporter, end up with a squeeze relationship, if I can put it that way delicately, with uh, Reese Witherspoon's character. Oh, okay. Or apparently. <laughs> really? Grew Ooh. up as a bisexual in a small town down okay. south, and and it made the news. Somebody found out about it, and she was outed on on news in New York. Oh, and you she mean was, in, re- in real life that happened? No, okay. no, no, in the no, show. In the, in the, in the in show. The show. Okay. And okay. and she was worried what her parent. Remember, Lori? She was worried what yeah. her mother was going to say. It's like, oh, mom, mom always suspected, but now it's out. I'm sleeping with one of the biggest. Um, TV, <laughs> TV morning hosts in the world. Anyway, it's very wow. interesting. There were some wow. nice hotel scenes, and the sheets looked really like they were satin. I'll leave that one alone. So Monday next week, because I will be on the air when all this is happening, is National Parents as Teachers Day. That's in honor of the COVID era. Okay, it's STEAM or STEM Day. We all know it's women in STEM. I talked to a lot of those women. It's Harvey Wallbanger Day. Anybody remember what's in a Harvey Wallbanger? Dennis, come on. I don't know. How about vodka, Galliano liqueur, and orange juice? That's a Harvey Wallbanger. That sounds good. (laughs) And it started in 1971. It was supposed to have been invented by three-time world champion mixologist Duke Antone. And it was named after a surfer at his Black Watch bar in L.A. because the surfer supposedly got so drunk he ran into the walls. So they named it Harvey. His name was Tom Harvey. Harvey wall banger but there's a famous spirits writer who said no sane person ever believed that story so we're just going to leave it there it's also cook something bold and pungent day and laurie this is for you next monday starts world kindness week okay that's for you okay let's do some we're almost out of time it really went fast dennis website where can people find you and hold up your book you got the book there dennis oh, of course of course yeah yeah Please. buddy's magic window of course of course it's uh there you go yeah it's uh dennis where can people f- yeah dennis fantastic uh right now we're over uh 65 star reviews just on the website a bunch on amazon too but i like people going to the website and uh reach out anytime i love i love to uh chat with everybody it's fun and it's D-E-N-N-I-S-G-L-E-N-N-O-N.com. Dennis yeah, Glennon dot com. Glenn and Non. There you go. Lori Myron Manbeck, where can people find you? Um, they can find me lots of places. So um, at inclusivity.com is the name of the company. We also have a Facebook page, Inclusivity, which is I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-I dash T-E. And we also have a Facebook group called um, inclusive sustainability, which is um, all about giving tips and having conversations mm-hmm. about all that sustainability means in the world. So we post every day and um, people can follow us there as well. Very important work you're doing. Thank you, Laurie. Nancy Allen, where can people find you? We have a brand new website and it's called Nancy Allen, A L L E N dot net. And well, congratulations. It, it has all of my media. Uh, we were interviewed by CBS a couple weeks ago, and we're getting that one up, and I've had like four or five others from the, from the Publicity Summit. So I will be eager to get yours, and um, we think it's a pretty great website. It's got story ideas. It's got a press kit. You know, anyway, it's got media interviews. Nice. And, and how nice. to order the book. Well, of course, that's oh, by important. The way. 
Oh, by the way, let me <laughs> give you my let me give you my closing, everyone. I got to do this. We're almost out of time. Life is short. Break the rules. Haven't we all been doing that for a while? <laughs> Forgive quickly and eh, not so much. Kiss slowly. Definitely the only way to go. <laughs> Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. Right, Nancy Allen? We know that. And here's my final word. Work like you don't need the money because at one time or another we all did. Dance like no one's watching, but when I was teaching disco and ballroom, everybody <laughs> watched. Sing like nobody's listening. When I sing, I hope nobody's listening. Love like you've never been hurt because, hell, we've all been hurt. Our heart's been broken. Let your heart regenerate, regrow, rejuvenate, reimagine love, and find it again because you will, I promise you. Money talks. Chocolate sings. I said I wouldn't sing it. Last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody else. And don't go away, guess We're going to take pictures. Thank you for turning me on. Thank you for listening to Read My Lips. Cool conversations, I'm going to say, with hot creatives. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.